you can be healed of depression if every day you begin the first thing in the morning to consider how you can bring real joy to someone else. If you can't stick to this for two weeks, you will no longer need therapy. Alfred Adler. It's simple. Every time I get my mind off myself, I feel better. Each day, I select a member of my family, a friend or colleague or an OA member and think about what I can do for that person. Of course, in making an effort to bring my joy to others, I must be careful not to intrude on their lives. Giving advice to someone I, I am trying to cheer in a, is a temptation I resist. I spend some of my free time planning what I will do. Then at the first opportunity, I carry out the project. It need not be a major undertaking, a phone call, a letter, a small surprise, an offer of babysitting or taking an elderly person for a ride. There are so many things to do. One lifetime is not enough. For today, it isn't necessary to be depressed to adopt the practice of making others happy. My name is Rob and I am a compulsive overeater and have been for almost 61 years now. OA was founded in January of 1960. I was born in November. They knew I was coming. They had to get it ready for me. So they had a 10-month head start. And for that, I'm very grateful. Today's reading is about depression. I know a little bit about that too. I, I suffered from it for decades. And at times, I still can have tinges, but it is nowhere near as bad as it once was. What helped me was the fourth step laying out those character defects, seeing that fourth column. I did the old school way with four columns. There is no wrong way to do a fourth step, in my opinion. You do that with your sponsor. But seeing my part, seeing patterns, seeing things that maybe as a child, where I used to think I was a victim and carried that into adulthood, what I found out was my part was carrying that into adulthood. And the first time I went through the steps, by the time I got to step seven, as our reading said yesterday, my life became three-dimensional. There was like an added aspect to life for me. I was singing in the car. I saw birds in the trees, snow on the mountains. And guys, I, I was actually voluntarily hospitalized twice for depression. One in 1980, when my best friend was killed in an alcohol-related motorcycle accident, and my fiancé wrote me a Dear Rob letter all at the same time. And in 1990, when I knew a marriage was ending and my career was really rough at the time. I know a little bit about depression, but what else happened? Service. Service to others has saved my life. And our, our reading talks a little bit about that. Getting outside of ourselves. I wasn't outside of myself. I, I was in isolation. And I don't know about you, but isolation is where those character defects and shortcomings really come out. It is not a pretty place. It is very dark, very lonely. There's no windows, no doors, not a lot of light comes in. I have a chair in the other room here that I used to sit in and practice um, this issue, which is basically food related, and another one, which is a beverage program. I have two fellowships in one program. They are facets of the same illness. I would sit in that chair and look through that window and say, man, it's screwed up outside. The yard looks like garbage. The pool's going to pot. 
everything was bad and bleak and there were these blocks and bricks that i'd piled up to build my little prison one by one that seventh step in the car i felt that veil of depression lifting my higher power had a plan for me and that was service to others that was to get outside of myself and what my higher power did was help me take down those bricks one by one and with them build a new foundation and it's spiritual it's not religious it's spiritual i have a whole different connection with my higher power today the big book of alcoholics anonymous tells us to build a new foundation and use the bricks the right amount of mortar the right amount of sand we can stand on that as new people and for me i'm in remission i'm granted a daily reprieve i'm grateful um each morning i look for his will for me and each night i thank him for another day of abstinence and in my case sobriety but what else changed i don't sit in that chair anymore it's not mine anymore i don't want to sit there but i look out that same window and i see a beautiful world what changed me i had to change and i'll tell you what if nothing changes nothing changes i had to get the gift of desperation become willing to become willing surrender admit to my higher power i can't do this alone i need their help what happened i was granted an almost overnight relief from the craving and obsession for food alcohol was the same way why i now believe it was service to others that was his plan for me and it's not just program zoom meetings things we do for each other it can be everywhere our step 12 tells us to practice these principles in all our affairs is it perfect no absolutely not old linebacker rob can come out now and then and be a bull in a china shop and try to drive his way and his will not higher powers will what i've noticed though is whenever i wait and be still and quiet i can hear that voice sometimes that tells me his will for me and when that happens it seems to go so much smoother i was taught that uh i don't need to be the general manager of the universe my sponsor told me you know what you're, you're good at it believe me you're, you're good but it's not your job there's someone far better than you to manage the universe the other thing he taught me was there can be a jerk in any situation especially where two people are interfacing and that jerk doesn't need to be you it really doesn't you can just let someone else take that role and step back and realize they may be ill too you know we're not perfect i'm surely not i have flaws but our program lays them out for me and then once i see those patterns once i see those character defects once i see those um shortcomings we'll call them i can ask my higher power to remove them i don't even need to remove them myself there's someone bigger than me that can take them away is it on my timetable no when I did the seventh step and I found out, oh, I gotta be as willing and he'll take him away. I went, yeah, yeah, take him now. Take them all right now, tonight, in this living room with the nine other men I'm doing this with. I laugh about that now. That's not the way it works. That's not the way any of this works. There's a timetable that I'm not in charge of. I'm really not. I used to be, or think I was, and no matter how many times I would get smacked down, no matter how many times I would realize or it would be shown to me, it's not your way, buddy. I would do it again and again and again. It was my, excuse me, it was my will. I feel very lucky to have a defined higher power when I came to program. I knew who they were. My definition, though, has changed. I have a closer relationship today than I ever have. And I also now realize, although there were times I thought mine left me, they never did. Never. I left them. I turned my back spiritually on my higher power and did things that I was not made to do. I did things that were not favorable. I see that now. 
Today, I don't have to be a victim. I do not consider myself a victim of child abuse. I consider myself a survivor. There is a promise in the Ninth Step Promises. Please join us on Friday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific. There's a plug for the Promises meeting. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. That is exactly how I feel today. These promises come true. Those events built my story. Those events made me who I am today. I don't have to be that person. I don't have to be angry. I don't have to be that little victim cowering in a corner, wishing something or someone would come save me. I get to choose. For me, the disease is a choice. Right now, I could choose to go back to my old ways, but why would I want to? If I created a list of how I wanted my life to be and wrote it down and laid it in front of me years ago, I would have far shortchanged myself. Gifts and blessings I've been given are unbelievable. I couldn't have dreamed it. Is it still a bumpy road on this um, road to happy destiny that we hear about that we're traveling? Absolutely, it's life on life's terms. However, if I employ the techniques of the acceptance reading, those bumps aren't as big, nor are they as effectively putting me into the ditch. My disease wants me dead. I have no doubt about that. And if it can't take me dead, it'll take me fat, drunk, and stupid. It will separate me from my fellows. It will separate me from my higher power. It will ruin my life. Why would I want that? Today, I can play that tape forward. And it's bleak if I choose to go down that road. Once I was granted some abstinence and sobriety, there are still emotions and feelings. Feelings are not facts. Emotions are fleeting. If I spend too much time in yesterday, I am subject to depression. If I spend too much time in the future, I can develop anxiety. If I stay in today, one day at a time, I've got a pretty good chance at this. Right now, sitting here talking to you, I'm in the fellowship. I'm where I need to be. There used to be these TV shows, um, Wild Kingdom, and you'd see this band of animals running around in the plane somewhere, and one wasn't really keeping up. One wasn't with the others. One was separated from its herd, and there's no shepherd, no one to help it. And the predators come. The predator is very symbolic of my disease. It's waiting. It's lurking. It wants me to stray, and it'll pick me off. If I stay inside the herd, I got a better chance. On the periphery, not so much. So for today, I'm going to choose sobriety. I'm going to choose abstinence. And as of 7.22 a.m. Pacific time, I was granted it so far today. I don't know about tomorrow. One last thing and I'll, I'll wrap up. For me, connection is recovery and separation is addiction. It's isolation. It is an early demise and that's where I was going. I had a 60-inch waist. I had 330 pounds on my body, severe sleep apnea, blood pressure medication, joint destruction. I did the Louvre in Paris in a wheelchair, and I didn't stop eating. Higher power removed 155 pounds. I don't need a wheelchair today. I am a medication-free, including antidepressants, and for that, I'm grateful, and I'm grateful for the program. Thank you. I'm Rob, and I am a compulsive overeater.